Welcome to Soul Social with Dr. Makiba and Friends, the soul-nourishing podcast that takes you on a journey of spirituality, self-discovery, and healing. I'm Dr. Makiba, and I'm thrilled to be your guide on this metamorphic path toward embracing your purpose, trusting your intuition, and igniting your inner light. Today's episode is unlike any other. It's just you and me engaging in a candid and special conversation. My beloved healer, love warrior, and radiant being of light, I'm speaking directly to your soul. This is not a one-way street. I encourage you to participate actively. Let your thoughts flow, respond, and connect with our discussion. Remember, it's a heartfelt conversation between friends. You can leave your comments or find me on social media through the links provided in the episode description. Your input and feedback are precious to me, and they will shape the upcoming episodes of this podcast. So take a deep breath, relax, and tune into your spirit. As we delve into our dialogue, let your inner light guide you as you consider the ways in which you fortify your spiritual armor as a healer, particularly of yourself. All right, let's talk. Well, hello, hello, hello. Hey, friend. It's a beautiful day here in Atlanta, and I'm excited to have you here with me on Soul Social. Today's topic is something special, self-healing for healers. As fellow healers and beings of light, I know many of us struggle with taking care of ourselves. So let's dive into this topic together. As much as we help people, I don't think that we spend enough time truly working on ourselves. So let me tell you how this came up. During one of my meditations, right after it, I got a download and I started writing things down. Have you ever received a download that was just so right on time? Well, this one truly was for me. In it, I received this list. It was called Seven Habits of Survivors on the Road to Self-Healing. And I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Seven Habits of Survivors on the Road to Self-Healing. I recoiled a little bit when I heard the word survivors. But I guess we're all surviving from something. We've all been through things. Just living, we're surviving because it's not an easy thing. It's a journey. Let's go through the list together and ponder. Do these habits resonate? And do we embrace them consistently in our lives or not? So number one, self-healers prioritize self-care and make efforts to incorporate self-care into their daily lives daily. Number two, self-healers make a conscious effort to seek work-life balance. Number three, self-healers spend quiet, reflective time to focus on strengthening their mind and replenishing their soul by connecting with their higher self. Number four, self-healers continuously seek opportunities to learn new ways to improve their situation, whatever it may be. Number five, 
Self-healers don't take themselves too seriously and they learn how to laugh through many of their challenges. Because if we didn't laugh, we'd be crying, okay? Number six, self-healers seek light in the middle of the tunnel, not just the end. Number seven, self-healers savor the journey and forgive themselves as they go, recognizing that they're not perfect and things may not always go as they wish they would. Ah, uh, would you agree the journey of a healer is both rewarding and challenging? We strive to find balance while supporting others. Share some of your experiences. How do you manage work-life balance and stay present in the moment? I'd love to hear your suggestions and tips. Self-care is vital, but it means different things to different people. What does self-care mean to you? Share your favorite self-care activities. For me, it's about nurturing the mind, body, and soul. Mm, a delicate equilibrium. I was really feeling this a few months ago. I can tell you in this moment, I know that I'm not healing the healer. I know that I am... I know that I am overextended and not really prioritizing my self-care. So I needed to talk about this. Let's talk about number seven for a moment. Savoring the journey. What's that mean for you? When I thought about it for me, I realized I really needed to step back and Listen, savor the journey. With my type of healing and gift, I have this extraordinary vision of the future. I know in my soul that things are going to be so different in this world. And I know that a lot of that has to do with people loving themselves and reigniting the light that's in them and coming together and not judging each other, but just loving each other. All of these things I know, and I see this panacea, <laughs> the 5D earth that people talk about, like this new world, new earth. I know that it's not going to happen tomorrow. So savoring the journey on the way to that panacea is a challenge for me sometimes because it test my faith. It's a reminder to me that I should appreciate the baby steps on the way and be grateful. Just be grateful. Be grateful for the visions and the hope and the optimism. Be grateful for the people who do come to me and see this new light and are energized and have rekindled this love within themselves. I should be celebrating those things as they go because it's no small thing but there's the little things that I need to savor as well a lot of this requires being present in the moment it's so important to be present and for me it, now I'm hearing things seeing things feeling things knowing things I'm on my phone, I'm trying to plan, I'm trying to do all these things. So being present in the moment is hard sometimes. How about number three? 
Number three on this list is self-healers spend quiet, reflective time connecting with their higher self. Do you do that? I meditate twice a day, every day. And if I miss it, I really notice it. I meditate in a group as well. So I lead meditation. I'm finding that that's draining. I can't do that every day because it takes away from my own quiet time to reflect and connect. I want to give because I feel like it helps people, gives them a time and a community to come together and do it. But I know that I'm missing my opportunity to heal myself. Trying to balance that is a great reminder. And then the other thing is when I go into my meditations, oftentimes I'm anticipating what I'm going to hear, what I'm going to find out. So rather than just being quiet and breathing, I'm like, did I hear something? What's going to happen? Did I miss it? So I'm not really fully present in meditation sometimes. I've got to practice what I preach here and work on that for myself. I tell people all the time that meditation allows you to reset every day. You get a, a chance to just hit the reset button so that you can breathe a little bit and then go forth and handle your business. It's really important to do that. I'm going to backtrack here for a second and talk about number two. Number two on this list is about self-healers making a conscious effort to seek work-life balance. I still work a corporate job. I love my job. I'm an executive and work on increasing the footprint of my organization in the community so that we can do more good work. I love that aspect of my job, but at the same time as a healer, I have a new Reiki business. I do spiritual consulting. I've got this podcast. I'm an author. I'm writing books. There's just a lot going on. Trying to balance all of that I feel like something's got to give. And usually what it is or what it ends up being is my free time or my, not even the reflective, because I count my meditation as part of my work. I have to meditate. So I schedule that. But like fun, what do I do for fun for me? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I, I feel like, with modern technology, we are so accessible all the time. And my phone is tethered to my hand. If it's not in my hand, it's very close by. I try to set my notifications so I don't hear them. But sometimes I'll see the flash and I, I check them. I've noticed that, you know, as soon as I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is grab the phone. That's just bad hygiene. I don't need to do that. I need to shut it off and make a plan for when I check those things. Share some of your tips. I would love to hear some of your suggestions. How do you manage the work and the expectations, especially of the people that you support? They want access to you all the time. How do you manage that? Well, listen, let's talk about self-care. That's number one on this list, right? Mm -hmm. Healers make efforts to incorporate self-care into their daily activities. Self-care 
when I talk to people, a lot of them think of it as going to get a pedicure, going to get a manicure or getting a massage, which is one of my favorite things to do. But self-care is many things. A lot of the other things on the list equate to self-care, like meditation is a form of self-care. What are some of your favorite things to do for self-care? When I think of it, I think of the mind, body, and soul combination of things. You've got to have a balance there, an equilibrium between all of those things. I remember when my daughter was growing up, self-care was time alone in the house. I was always very much an introvert and enjoyed my quiet time and space. And having a husband and a small child, they were always around. I was never in the house by myself. I remember the first time they took a trip together. They went out of town to visit his family. I had the whole house to myself for the weekend and it was Mother's Day. I will never forget. I was like, yes, go visit your mother. Go visit your mother. And I'm telling you, it was the best weekend of my life because I was home alone. Happy Mother's Day to me. Now... I've got this deck of cards. It's called the Sacred Self-Care Oracle. I'm really into Oracle cards now. And it's pretty cool. I pick one a day because I realized that self-care was not something that I was prioritizing. And now this has just been a few days. But the card that I picked out yesterday was watch a movie. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch a movie. I went down into the living room. And I spent time watching a movie and I have not really done that in months. Just kind of take two hours to do something that's not either related to my business or taking care of my family. Just two hours of time watching a movie. It was wonderful. There was a period of time where I just stopped watching television. Before that, I had been watching all the the series and I was up on all the things. And then it was actually after I got my Reiki attunement and my world opened up and I was like, oh, wow, there's so much more to life than Grey's Anatomy. I'm, I'm definitely making an effort. I did get my nails done today and I felt really good going out, getting my nails done. And I'm headed to Puerto Rico tomorrow for a long weekend to unplug all the things and just have a ball, dip my toe in the ocean. I need to recharge my battery with some nice, fresh salt water. And I can't wait. Even if I'm just stuck in the hotel room for the whole weekend, I will be okay as long as I'm sleeping and the phone isn't buzzing and the laptop is not plugged in. What are you doing for self-care? Are you unplugging regularly? Let's talk about number six. Self-healers seek light in the middle of the tunnel, not just the end. The main message is that people spend so much time pursuing goals. They're pursuing the goals and they're reaching for this thing that seems so far away. That's where they're seeking light. They're seeking the light at the end of the tunnel, but they're 
there are milestones, there are points in time where we need to celebrate where we are. We might be at the midpoint, but celebrate, be present in the moment and see the light that's there. That one helps me to communicate with people that come to me who feel so broken and they don't know what to do, what's next. And I'm like, it's baby steps, baby steps. So see the light here. I have an example that I'd like to share. I organized a cleanse. It's a new moon cleanse because the new moon offers an opportunity to reset and manifest. The cleanse leads up to the new moon, and a big part of it is about self-care, self-healing, taking time for yourself every day. It's not strict. I'm not telling you, you can only eat this. You can only do that because people need to have flexibility. (laughs) People need to have ownership. People need to lead it themselves so that they can fully embrace it. But the end of the cleanse and even midpoints during the cleanse, I'd encourage people to keep going because no matter what you did, if you fell off the wagon, you still have an opportunity to get up and start fresh the next day. If you incorporated anything from that list of things suggested in this manual, then you've done a great job. You took steps to prioritize yourself. All of that to say that the light in the middle of the tunnel really just calls back the point that we can't wait until we get to that thing so far away to see the light. We've got to embrace it every moment because there's light in every step and there's light in us because we are light. And there you have it. The seven habits of survivors on the road to self-healing. Remember, self-healers prioritize self-care, seek work-life balance, spend reflective time with their higher self, Continuously seek opportunities to improve, find humor in challenges, seek light in the middle of the tunnel, and savor the journey while forgiving themselves along the way. I challenge you to embrace these habits, celebrate your milestones, and let your inner light guide you as you fortify your spiritual armor on this beautiful journey of healing. But, you know, the healing journey is not always smooth and easy. I believe that we go through so many things in this life for a reason. Many of them are lessons for us to learn, but also opportunities for us to grow and to help other people learn and grow. These things that we deal with in life make us closer to each other so we can understand each other to emphasize further the deep connection that we all have as human beings. There are so many layers to this healing journey, moments of profound spiritual transformation that many of us encounter on our path to enlightenment. It's a process that spiritual seekers have pondered for centuries. One of the things that I really would love for us to talk about soon is the dark night of the soul. You may have already experienced this. But if you haven't, it's a topic worth diving into. The dark night of the soul can be challenging, but it's an essential part of our healing journey. I'd love for us to explore it together to understand its significance and how it can shape us as healers and beings of light. There's some writings 
by St. John of the Cross. And it's written as a series of poems and chapters, but it talks about the process that spiritual people essentially go through in getting to that divine, pure love. At that love of God, that love in connection with God and how we go through things along the way I was really feeling tested, like my faith was truly feeling tested. I was listening to the audible of it and I was like, okay, I see myself in the, the transformation from the flesh to the spirit. And it seems very esoteric and high level, but I felt some of it very deeply in my soul. That's the topic that I would love to bring back one day and really chat. It might be a book club type of situation, but the dark night of the soul is something that especially those of us who are on a path to enlightenment that we have to go through to get to that light that too is part of embracing and savoring the journey because it's not always smooth and easy. And we go through these things so that we can continue to help and heal others as we heal ourselves and experience that we can feel that we can be better healers for other people. Well, on that note, I thank you so much for joining me. I invite you to reach out Share your thoughts and suggest future topics that you'd like to explore. Soul Social is a community where we learn and grow together, embracing our human journey. Don't be shy. We're here to listen and to connect. Looking forward to talking to you again next week. Take care. Love you. Bye-bye. Come on. Yeah. Rich to Nairobi. Rich to Nairobi. Rich to Nairobi. Josh, show us the light.